first week is done is a done deal. The NBA is here, um, and it got started in a very heated way, and we're here to cover it. This is the NBA Second Stringers NBA podcast, and this is our first episode covering the first week of this NBA season. We had a little brawl to start off with. We'll also review some of the best debuts. Who's bluffing and who's the real deal? The best and worst performances of the week. And also, let's do a quick check progress report on who might be regretting their draft day deal. The Dallas Mavericks or the Atlanta Hawks? But before we dive in, Sean, here's a trivia question for you. During that brawl, we all know John Rondo was ejected. We know Brandon Ingram was ejected. We know Chris Paul himself was ejected. But there was some other person who escaped the limelight who was also ejected from the game. And this is a famous band member. So the question is, what famous band member was also involved in that brawl between Rondo and Chris Paul? Wait, there was a non... Al, you're saying there's a non-player involved in this thing? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. This player got so involved. Wait. Or not player, I mean, this person was so involved that uh, Staples Center Security had to escort him out of the game. What? I didn't even see this part. How did I miss this? This is a Most, famous band member? Yeah, so there's it's a famous LA band, and this guy's a regular, or at least a regular, uh, very devoted Laker fan. What? <laughs> <laughs> I I can't even... Who was in the crowd? Was was Adam Levine in the crowd? I'm pretty sure Adam Levine was there. Oh, I wouldn't... Well, okay, I'm just going to say... I wouldn't go just, with Adam Levine as your final answer. I don't have one, dude. I have no idea. Who is it? You don't? No, I don't. I have no clue. <laughs> I guess this is kind of hard. Well, okay. So it's Anthony Kiedis, the lead singer of the band Red Hot Chili Pepper. Everybody knows oh, Red Hot Chili. You know Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, okay. I would never well, have guessed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it is kind of hard. Man, uh, well, it's hard because it I, I had no idea that happened. That's insane. Yeah, basically nobody's really talking about this, but USA Today Sports uh, released a picture of him being escorted out of Staples Center by Staples Center security. Uh, basically, once the, the fight broke out and Chris Paul was being escorted out himself, uh, Anthony just going just started yelling a bunch of profanities at Chris Paul. <laughs> um, and Staples Center security heard enough and escorted him oh out. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so he didn't actually like get involved in the altercation. He was just being a disturbance as far as but, we know i mean man. who knows maybe he was like out of his seat like about to just yeah uh, like on the court or something maybe trying to yeah. get on the court but i mean, I mean <laughs> if he was getting kicked out for profanities we were there we were actually <laughs> we had the the good grace of god the best luck in the world to be at that game yeah opening night fun. and man if if he was kicked out for profanities I think we were all going to get kicked out, man. That was the most insane thing I've ever seen in a basketball game that I've seen live. Yeah, that was great. That that whole game was just on a whole nother level. Uh, I did not expect the Lakers to be to hang on for that long. I mean, they're basically in it the whole time until after this fire to close that fourth quarter. Um, Chris, I mean, James Harden just put the rockets on his back, and uh, the Lakers just did not have any answer to him. He was just... Uh, Throwing up buckets, getting and ones here and there in a very uh, calm. Um, and, yeah, it was James over. James Harden type of way, yeah. <laughs> yeah, very James I mean, Harden type of way. Yeah, and we, we both had a feeling that the Lakers would start out slow this year, going against pretty tough opponents, too, in the Blazers and the Rockets. And 
the Spurs tonight, and we'll, we'll keep an update on that because it'll be interesting to see if they can actually get their first win of the season. Um, that'll happen as our podcast is going. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I'm sure you're really interested in how that game's going to end. It's tied at 96 right now towards the end of the third. I mean, Lakers are looking for their first win, so hopefully they can get it there. Uh, but just to break down this brawl, Rajon Rondo suspended three games, Brandon Ingram four games, and Chris Paul only getting two games. Um, what are your reactions to this, Sean? You think this is a fair way to go? I, I don't know. I feel like Rondo might deserve more games than Ingram, or mm-hmm. at least an equal amount to Ingram. I think CP, yeah, CP gets two because he didn't start it. They did. Rondo did indeed spit on Chris Paul despite him completely denying the fact that he did, but with the amount of high-tech cameras that they have these days, um, I saw a post on Reddit that uh, was like a really close-up shot, low, really slow-motion shot of Rondo spitting on Chris Paul, and it's really blatant to see. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I saw that video yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah there's no hiding it. <laughs> he still continues to deny it, and, I mean, nobody on the Lakers side uh, wants to deny or, or also or – I mean, admit that Rondo did it, or even if they even saw anything. But, I mean, Chris Paul's pretty adamant that that happened. Rajon Rondo's adamant that it did not, but the video evidence kind of suggests <laughs> that it did. It 100% did, but I got to hand it to Rondo. That was a really discreet spit. Yeah. Like, it's so hard to tell. Even when it's, like, enhanced in slow motion, you're like, did he actually do it? It's like, it's very clear that he did, mm-hmm. but only at that extremely enhanced level. So yeah. he must be practicing this one. He's like, oh, I'm going to get Chris Paul one of these days. <laughs> this is how I'm going to do it. Yeah, I got to say that I think his adamant denial of it maybe saved him because I actually thought this was he was going to come down with more suspensions in just three games. Um, I thought he was going to get five to six, um, which isn't a, that much more, but three games I think kind of feels... It's like two weeks worth of games. It's like a two-week suspension. Yeah, I mean... That was a pretty heated fight. That was no average NBA <laughs> fight where, 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 you know, hold me back, hold me back, and guys get right. held back before an actual, like, Rondo got two good hits on Chris Paul, and I think Chris Paul got a, <laughs> maybe also got a, a couple hits on Rondo. Well, he got, on he got the Rondo. eye poke in on him. The eye True. poke. Yeah. And then so Brandon I, I Ingram mean, just coming in with the, <laughs> the Falcon punch. Oh, yeah, dude. With those lanky-ass arms, man. He just comes in. He was sprinted into that. Like, he saw his opportunities. Like, oh, I can actually get a, th- a punch in right now. Like, this mm-hmm. is my time. And he looked so eager to just hit somebody. Oh, man. The poor young guy, man. 20 years old. Just can't contain his emotions. Well, that was, that was an explosion that was just waiting to happen. I mean, Brandon Ingram was just looking frustrated that whole night with the refs and James Harden. I mean, James Harden put some good moves on him and uh, basically made uh, Ingram reach in and and get those fouls called. And I know it was frustrating him, and he just blew up (laughs) at the wrong moment. Right, yeah, it's just crazy. And I didn't realize how much, like, bad history Rondo and CP3 had. Like, I had no idea these guys hated each other so much. Yeah, these guys just uh, aren't a fan of one another. So let's break down the history with these guys. It's a short-lived history, but clearly from that fight, there's a lot of um, aggression, a lot of hate between the two. Uh, so basically, one of, one clear event started in 2008 when uh, Chris Paul beat Rajon Rondo off the U.S. team. Um, and another event is in 2009 in a game, regular season game with the Celtics versus the, versus the Hornets. Uh, Rondo basically requested to the media to never ask him about Chris Paul now, tomorrow, or any other time. 
Um, wow. Apparently, uh, some courtside reporters reported that Ronda told Paul he wished he could be him, that I've got a ring and you're never going to win one. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so this seems to be stemming more for Ronda, kind of hating on how good Chris Paul is, but he has the championship ring from having the super team in Boston, so that's like his only saving grace. Yeah, but it, to me it seems kind of – a little pathetic from Rondo. I mean, maybe he sees Chris Paul as a rival, but to me, they, that was never really a rivalry. I mean, Chris Paul, oh, I no. think, easily is the better, always has been the better point guard. Oh, completely. Yeah, it, I think, yeah, Rondo has to be the one instigating all of this hate because Chris mm-hmm. Paul's probably just annoyed that Rondo, like, thinks he's, like, as good as he is and, like, thinks that he can be on the same level as Chris Paul and talk to him in this way. So I I don't know I I kind of side with Chris Paul on that I like Chris Paul as a player, uh but he is he is annoying like Chris Paul is an annoying player yeah. like he him and James Harden make up the most annoying backcourt in the NBA <laughs> just all the fouls they drew and it was very apparent like this year just watching them in that Lakers Rockets game nothing's changed no they were getting they were. They're purposely trying to get under the skin of all the Laker players, drawing fouls and barking and make sure they 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 let them know that they're playing a defense not in the best way. Um, and even Paul Pierce closed the night with a with a quote saying, "I'm not surprised at all. Rondo and Chris Paul have never liked each other." Yeah, it's yeah. Chris Paul being candid about that. Yep, and or uh, Paul Pierce, you mean? Oh, Paul Pierce. Yeah, yeah. What did, what did I say? <laughs> uh, Chris Paul. Oh, Chris there's, Paul. There's all these Pauls, man. <laughs> all these but, Pauls. But yeah, no. The, I I just want to mention about Paul Pierce. We were after the game. Remember <laughs> how that there was uh, that post game show right outside the Staples Center, and all the Lakers fans were chanting "wheelchair" at <laughs> yeah. Chris Paul during the broadcast. Man, Savage. that was so great. Oh, you can't get any. Oh, we just never forget Laker fans. Oh, we don't never forget, forget, especially clown <laughs> acts like that. Paul Pierce with that wheelchair. What was that? <laughs> yeah, they had to have bodyguards around that man as he was getting escorted off the stage. It was intense, man. There's a, a lot of Laker fans angry from that fight that just happened. There's a lot of energy going on. And what do you know? Paul Pierce is there to vent some of it for us. <laughs> and don't forget, Jalen Rose got a little bit of that, too, with Laker fans chanting 81 yeah. as he was trying to give his, his commentary live on TV. Dude, Laker fans are ruthless, man. <laughs> I mean, it, it just kind of like that fight broke out with, what, like three the three-minute mark. Um, and then the game was mm-hmm. just basically over pretty quickly after that. I uh, mean, yeah, it was a game at that point, though. It was one-point game, I think, the Rockets were winning by at that point. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, James the Harden just as high as it could have been. Yeah, and then James Harden just went on his run. Oh, I hate that guy, but yeah, he's so good. He's so <laughs> good. He's so hard to stop. Yeah. What I just about want to this? step away from yeah, from this uh first week of basketball really quick to mention that the G League's looking to add an option for top prospect high schoolers to enter the G League straight from high school and make about 125k a year to play basketball and then they are eligible for the NBA draft. What do you think I think about that's that, a gr- I think that's a great option. I mean, the 125K, if I'm a high schooler, I mean, why would I not take that? It's a better deal than playing in LeVar Ball's league, which who knows <laughs> whatever happened to that. It seems like we never heard about it anymore. Uh, it's way better bad. deal, I think. Though, I mean, it'd be interesting to see how it, how it plays. I mean, the biggest the biggest thing that would work against the G League is, is just the, the historical and traditional significance of being in the NCAA March Madness tournament, uh, so 
I think maybe I'm not sure if they'll have trouble being able to beat that out, or who knows, maybe money does speak louder than um, than just a chance to to play some tournament with a lot of tradition. Right. I mean, there's a lot of intangible value to just being the popular kid on campus. You know, you're yeah. on a college campus, everyone knows you. You're like the man. When you're right. in the G League, like you're a nobody. You know. So. Yeah. You're. And you're and you're expected to compete against other grown men. I mean, let's not forget the G League has grown men in that in right. there, and guys that are actually really good. They're just on the cusp of making an NBA roster, or just really haven't found their home yet. But I mean, mm-hmm. we've we've seen stories year in and year out of guys uh, who who get called from the G League into the NBA and end up scoring themselves an NBA contract. Uh, right. Quinn Cook. Uh, Quinn Cook, yeah. Kobe Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone on Memphis last year. <laughs> exactly, everybody on Memphis last year. Yeah, um, I don't know. I think what it's a what great would you time. do? What would you do if you're? Would you go? Would you go to Duke or would you go into the G League for a year? I mean, because like it's not all glitz and glamour in the G League, even if it's you're not. making 125k. Yeah, you got to travel all the time. You're in like very un like. There's not a lot of fans, you know, you're playing in empty stadiums a lot, but still having to travel everywhere and practice all the time. And it's like your full-time job. Whereas in right. college, you're living the life for a year. Hey, you're dominating on the court. I mean, if you're obviously, this is geared towards these top 10 prospects, top 15, uh, depending on that year. But yeah, I mean, if you're a top 10, top 15 prospect, you're going out there in college and averaging uh, probably close to 20 15 <laughs> points yeah uh in the g league maybe not so much uh mm-hmm. probably doing more training rather than actual playing uh but that's a good question and i mean as an adult i mean in my <laughs> mentality right now i'm like dude i'm taking the 125k <laughs> taking uh, that money <laughs> yeah but i mean you're 17 you're 18 you're this big deal hot shot and you want to be on tv you know and take a shot at this big tradition which is the ncaa tournament uh I mean, maybe you 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 are thinking about it. Ultimately, I think I'd still go. I'd still take the money, but I could see yeah. why people would still will still opt for the tournament and the chance to fly around with with the Duke sports, with the Duke basketball team, and just carry on carry on that tradition for these for these big programs. Right. Yeah. I th- I think it's still a tough choice. I mean, there's I don't feel like there's an obvious way one way or another. Which I think I think that's good. I think that's the ideal situation that they want. Like right, like the call the people that want to go to college, they they can go to college and they can enjoy that experience. Or the people that they don't want to go and like to school for one year, like pointlessly, they want to just start making some money. They can do that too. Yeah, I think that's the important thing is to have the option available. Mm-hmm. Um, but how about the Tim the Timberwolves? We can't forget about them, and I think. Their drama will be a recurring storyline in our podcast until oh, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Butler's gone. But I got to give him some shout outs, man. This guy turned the, an entire crowd. I'd say, what, 28,000 people were in the Target yeah, Center. Something he turned ridiculous. 25,000 people from boost to MVP chance in his home game <laughs> debut against the Cavs. And I mean, he played great 10 for 12 from the field, four steals and two blocks. And I mean, it is the Cavs, a LeBron less Cavs, <laughs> but he got them their first win of the season. Right, yeah, and it's not like he let the fans phase him at all. He's almost fueled by it, and mm-hmm. you can just see the passion that he plays with. It's, it's like for all the crap that he did in that Sports Center interview with Rachel Nichols, for all of the BS that he spewed, the yeah. one thing, at least one thing he did, he said that was the truth was that he's passionate about basketball, and is yeah. very apparent in his game. And he he came out and balled, man. And he he earned that crowd back. I I, I respect that. I respect that a lot. 
Yeah, and you know, it's not just the crowd, but I don't know if you remember when we did our, uh, oh, well, we we did our media day podcast, and I those quotes from Carl Anthony Towns, mm-hmm. Andrew Wiggins, and Top Thibodeau just talking like Jimmy Butler either had passed away or <laughs> was a long lost memory. <laughs> he was yeah. all gone, man. Yeah, and then he's, th- you know, he's here, and there's no trade talks at all. Oh he's, no, he's looking like he's just gonna be here the whole year. Yeah, I mean, how much did you feel hearing those quotes? Like, well, he was a good teammate, and uh, <sighs> sad to see him go. Right? And- yeah, Andrew Wiggins was the worst of it all. Him and yeah. his brother. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but I mean, he put all that aside, and he just balled and did what he needed to do, and captured a win for the for the Timberwolves. So, very impressive, I would say. And I mean, he did back up his point that he made in practice that. That franchise can't win many basketball games without him. Oh, yeah, no. They they need him there. Like, he's the glue that keeps that team from just completely unraveling back to the Wolves the way they were the year before he got there. Yeah, the the Wolves that were for an entire, close to an entire decade, if not a little bit more. Right, yeah, since KG. Yeah. Uh, but talking about the Eastern, the former Eastern Conference, here we go with Kimba Walker winning the Eastern Conference Player of the Week, averaging 33 points through his first three games. Kimba Walker, what a surprise! What a man right. to really just put a staple back that you know he's still a he's still a top point guard in the Eastern Conference, and people haven't really talked about this guy. Yeah, I mean, a top point guard in the NBA, right? Like, he he'd dominate wherever he was, but I don't think I ever slept on Kemba Walker. Like, I always knew he was good, but I didn't think he could elevate his game to another level, and it looks like that's what he's doing right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's just like, I mean, we're all every reaction we make in this podcast is going to be a way too early reaction, like yeah. every single one we do. But, like, Kemba Walker deserves this respect right now. He won Eastern Conference Player of the Week. He's averaging 33 points a game. Like, yeah. that, that, he gets all the cred for that. Like, yeah. He's super good. I mean, the Hornets... I still don't think that his improvement in his game is going to increase their win total by that much just because he was already so good. They just need their other players to do better for that yeah. team to go anywhere. Exactly. He can't do it on his own. They need uh, Nick- Nicholas Batum to start looking good and Malik Monk or Miles Bridges or Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, somebody to yeah, also step up. Yeah, a combination of those, anybody. But, yeah, props to Kemba for keeping it rolling at this point in his career. Yeah. Uh, Nikola Jokic winning Western Conference Player of the Week with his averages of 26 points, 10 rebounds, and 7.3 assists through the first three games. Man, Jokic, what did I say, Ooh. man? This guy is having is going to have a breakout season. I can uh, I can yeah. feel it. <laughs> I think this guy's going to be at. He's not going to quite be top five in the league, but I wouldn't be surprised if at some point he finds himself in MVP rankings, uh, yeah. breaking into that top five. Oh, I could definitely see it, man. Like these numbers are just insane what he's putting up. We we both liked him as a fantasy pick this year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you you were able to get him thankfully on your team. Yeah, he was a sleeper, man. He was uh I think I got him at number 9, which I'm still mm-hmm. a little bit surprised he was there. Then nobody saw this coming and I mean Mr. He's he's that seven foot triple digit triple um, triple double man yeah. triple double man. He might be <laughs> he might be revolutionary here. Um, but crazy. speaking about Jokic and Kemba Walker, here's some of the the players that I thought had some of the best debuts here. And let's choose one or who you think had the better debut. Uh, starting at okay. one, you had Giannis at 25 points, 18 rebounds, and eight assists <laughs> on nine for 21 <laughs> shooting. Giannis here <laughs> to play. Yeah, man. I remember yeah, seeing that first game through the box score. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is ridiculous, man. <laughs> this guy's going to light it up. Yeah. He hasn't done this every game so far uh, to date this season, but that first game was definitely special. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's anything like Kemba Walker's 41-point game on 15-29 shooting, though. That one like, really he, took me out of my seat. I was like, whoa. Like, yeah, like we could see Giannis is coming, but Kemba, man, Kemba caught us off guard. Yeah. What about what about Andre Drummond, man? The Pistons getting no respect in any um, projected rankings for the season, <laughs> but Andre Drummond getting 20 rebounds and 24 points, making his presence known on the boards. And also Aaron Gordon sticking to the Eastern Conference, 26 points and 16 rebounds. I mean, he That's he good. signed that he signed that big That's... paycheck, so he came out to play to match that. Yeah, he's inconsistent though. It's a yeah. great debut for him. Great debut though. Right, um, but Anthony Davis, he's try- he wants to be the best player in the league, so he's got to put up nights like this: thirty-two points, oh. sixteen rebounds, eight assists, thirteen for twenty-one, three blocks, and three steals. <laughs> what did he not do? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. He did everything. I'll yeah. quickly mention Devin Booker with a really impressive. 35-point game on 12 for 19 in a win over Dallas. And coming back when we didn't expect him to off that hand surgery, had an amazing game. But I'm going to have to go back to Anthony Davis to give him the crown. That was just a relentless game from him. He showed everything that he's capable of all in one game. And honestly, just put himself at the top of the MVP voting for the year with that that debut. Yeah, 30... I mean, 32 points, 16 rebounds, 8 assists for for the win. I mean, Anthony Davis, he's here. <sighs> he does he won- everything. Yeah. That was a very impressive game. I'm going to have to agree with you, too. I was about to go with Kemba Walker, but, man, the 16 rebounds, 8 assists, the clean shooting, <laughs> and the defensive, the defensive stats that he also put up, and he got the win. I mean... And this yeah. Pelicans team is looking really good, and they <laughs> really and, it, good. and it was a blowout against the, the against a what looks to be a strong Rockets team for this year. Demarcus who man, Demarcus yeah. who exactly never heard of him. <laughs> yeah, and that's interesting too because I remember last year sort of looking at this team and and asking sort of is that as good as you can get with first two guys that are that are potential first team All NBA, and if the question is yes then maybe one of them has to go and mm-hmm. I mean, they made the right choice. <laughs> they did. They did. Um, so here's a couple teams though, that are still in search of a win, even though we're most teams are through their, the third or fourth game of the year. So you have the Lakers, OKC wizards, not surprisingly the bulls and not surprisingly either the Cavaliers, but I am surprised that OKC has yet to get themselves a win this year. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that's because Russell Westbrook was hurt. And they had a tough schedule opening up against the Warriors, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, they just had a game against the Clippers where they didn't have him still. And then the surprising one there is that they played the Kings when Russell Westbrook returned. And they got pretty... Yeah. They got handed a loss handed to them pretty handily. Yeah. Like, that was... Like, the Kings were up the entire game. Like, it wasn't close. They were up double digits a lot of the time. And every time I, I watched a lot of that game, and every time OKC started making a run, the Kings would somehow come back with some crazy plays from like Justin Jackson and Marvin Bagley. Like yeah, Marvin Bagley came out to play in that game, and right, and the was whole crazy. Team did. Yeah. Yvonne Shumpert even came and played <laughs> for that one. That was a great showing from that young squad, and I mean OKC was 
have all their guns there. Dennis Schroeder, Russell Westbrook. Dennis Schroeder shot terrible uh, compared to the other two games he played. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Russell Westbrook was fully there showcasing his talent. But, yeah, surprisingly, they came down. Uh, so out of all these guys, who do you think is going to finally get their first win? Obviously, the Lakers are playing the Spurs right now. Uh, but next on their schedules, they got the Suns and the Nuggets. OKC has Celtics, Suns. Wizards, Warriors, and Kings. The Bulls have the the Charlotte Hornets back to back, and the Cavaliers with Nets and Pistons. Who here's taking the first win? Well, so the Wizards are actually they're in an overtime game against the Blazers right now. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, and they just won by one point, one twenty five, one twenty four in overtime against the Blazers. So we gotta take the Wizards off the list now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good win for this squad. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. I know you love yourself some John Wall, so. Kudos yeah. to him for that one. So only four teams left now. Okay. Lakers, Lakers, man, they're down by six right now to the Spurs with 342 left in that game. Oh, man. I don't they're see it. They're at home. Can they pull it out? This team cannot close. This, oh, man. Well, I mean, they got LeBron now, but he's been having a – he had a hard time. He started 0 for 6 in that game against the Spurs. Yeah. Um, so he needs to get that shot going. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, if okay, so if they don't well, – I'm going to assume that they don't. We'll come back to – that game but if they don't beat the spurs they got the suns next that's a pretty good one i have to say yeah if, if the other three teams don't get a win before lakers play the suns then it's gonna be the lakers yeah i'm gonna give it to yeah i mean how could this Lakers team bold not to say okc against celtics that, that is be bold i was actually good <laughs> i was actually thinking i think the Cavs can beat the nets <laughs> yeah they can they definitely can I feel like yeah. the Nets would be favored in that game, though, still. That's true. Yeah. I guess I'm going to have yeah. to go with the Lakers. Lakers get that win before. Um, yeah. No love for, for, uh, for the Bulls. Zach Levine's looking pretty good. He is looking pretty good, but he's had some two big nights, and neither of those nights have resulted <laughs> in a win for this yeah, team. Yeah, he's all offense, no defense. That whole team's like that. You can say yeah, the same I, for the Lakers, though. I mean, they've, they've given up 120 to the Spurs so far. Uh, still time left in that game, man. There's just no defense coming from them. You know That's what the true. problem is with OKC? They still don't have Andre Roberson. Yeah, it's crazy. Somehow, that guy I is. I feel like uh, he's he's like the missing piece for them. Right, and unfortunately for them, they were expecting him uh, back pretty soon, at least the start of the season. And looks like he he still doesn't have a timetable. It's looking more likely like he won't be back for a couple months now. It's insane. I, I didn't realize how bad his injury was. I mean, I knew it was bad, but not like mm-hmm. this bad. And yeah. it's like they just can't stop anybody without him, I guess. Like, right. is he really that important to their team? Like, more important than Westbrook? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought like Dennis Schroeder would be able to fill in that gap for a little bit, but he just did not play good. Schroeder's um, a little guy, too. Like, yeah. that takes away from his defense. Like, he cannot like handle a guy like he can't rebound like Roberson. He can't guard guys on the wing like Roberson. Yeah. I mean, they have Grant. Grant is also just one of those guys. Disappointing. Yeah. He has another, another man that's also been very disappointing on that team that gets an honorable mention later (laughs) in a, in a category of our podcast that you never want to be in the worst (laughs) performances of the week. Yeah. All right. Who out of all four of these teams do you think, uh, contain loses their next two games and stays winless? If any. Oh, man. Oh, you got to choose one. I think That's it'll the be name the, Cavs. Of the, game. the Cavs. The Cavs. Be the Cavs, yeah. They, dro- they lose Pistons. to Nets and Pistons? Yeah, I think it'll be them. 
Man, I'm going with the Bulls. They lose both games against the Charlotte uh, Hornets. They'll figure out one of those. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kemba will definitely light it up against them. I feel like they'll figure out one of those games, though. Yeah. Do you think the Suns lose to both Lakers and OKC? Oh, for sure. <laughs> Same here. I do yeah. as well. I, I sure hope that the, the Lakers at least beat them, man. Yeah. It's been so, a bad coming out party for LeBron. Yeah. So how about some of these guys? So this is a section we're calling bluffs or the real deal. Who, like which one this. of these guys uh, <laughs> just kind of are bluffing and showing us or teasing fans and teasing their home team that, yeah. you know, they're they're going to be a big deal this year. Which one of these guys looks like they are going to be a big deal or which one of these guys is just simply bluffing? We'll start with Nick Stauskas, who went for 24 points in his first game against the Lakers and just lit them, lit them all up from three. <laughs> is this guy the real deal or is he just bluffing? Hell no. Nick Stauskas <laughs> is no in no way the real deal. He is not this third option the Blazers have been looking for this entire time to get them over the hump. Yeah, He just had a really good shooting night. He, in the last two games, he's gotten nine and five points, just doing nothing, you know, <laughs> just your your marginal bench player, just like always. So welcome back to reality, Nick Stauskas. <laughs> uh, he looked really good in that game, and I was about to pick him up in fantasy. Uh, oh, and, man. And you, I had to stop myself <laughs> because then I realized, you know who he just lit up? He lit up the Lakers, one of the worst yep. defensive teams last year, and they are not looking any better on that end of the floor. Uh, not they're just not closing out on shooters, not switching at the right points, and frankly, there's a lot of pressure on Kyle Kuzma, JaVel McGee, and some of these guys to to guard so many multiple positions. And Nick Stal- guys like Nick Stauskas get the better end of that. Um, mm-hmm. But moving on from there, Nikola Mirotic averaging 33 points and almost 10 rebounds through his first two <sighs> games. I mean, this guy is he Oof. bluffing? Harder than we've ever seen anybody, or is he the real deal for the Pelicans? Man. So, I guess at this point, I have to ask, like, what would constitute a bluff? Because I think <laughs> that he's going to have a good season. He's not going to average 33 points a game or near close to that. I feel like yeah. he's going to average more close to 20 by the end of the season. But I feel like that would still be a really good season for him. So, I, would you count that as a bluff? Uh, I would. I still think that's the real deal. I mean, that makes him a real, the real second option on this Pelicans team, like a legitimate second option to Anthony Davis. Um, and probably at most times he's gonna get his own play called for him. Yeah, I mean, he's playing out of his mind. I mean, that whole Pelicans team we can say is just playing ridiculous right now. Like it's the most unsustainable thing in the (laughs) NBA right now is this Pelicans team. But yeah. I think there there's a chance he could be averaging like 23 points a game as mm-hmm. the second option on this team. They they love giving him the ball and he's shooting just tremendously. Yeah, and I I knew this Pelican three man front court rotation was going to be good with Miratek, Davis, and Julius Randle. I mean, I said they were going to be the the best three man front court rotation in the <laughs> league, um, yeah. and that's looking more true than ever because these gotta, three guys yeah. are balling. Yeah, I mean it is. It's early, but I mean I gotta hand it to you, Alan. I I was a big doubter. Yeah. When you when you brought that up, I was like, "There's just no way that this is the best." Like Miritich, Randall, they're good, but not that good. But yeah, they're just play. Yeah, they're playing for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> they're a little, they're, yeah. Uh, how about C.D. Osman taking the starting City. spot from LeBron James <laughs> and averaging 17 points, five rebounds, five assists in three games, even scoring 20 points in one out of one of those, uh, averaging 35 minutes per game. I mean, <sighs> C.D.'s just looking like the real deal for this for this Cavalier <laughs> team as well. I mean, he put J.R. Smith on the bench. 
you have to. I mean, <laughs> that should have happened a few years ago. Let's yeah. be real. But man, Seti, dude, getting thirty-five minutes a game, and he's like the number one option on the team alongside <laughs> Kevin Love at this point. You know, yeah. Like it seems to me like they're running the offense as much through him as they are through Love. And this is a guy that was working out with LeBron, with KD, with yeah. Kawhi in the off season, like all like. Just the name Seti Osman is just like there's just no way this guy's good. There's no way he's the real deal. But all the all these signs like just point to him like actually having a breakout year, and I'm just like astounded. And I'm thinking like, could this guy actually be the most improved player in the league this year? I mean, it's possible with numbers like this if he sustains this or even hits that twenty point mark. Yeah, my I mean, my I don't heart... think he takes it, but he's gonna be in that conversation. My heart is telling me he's the real deal, but my brain is telling me it's a bluff and he's going to go back down to like 10 points a game. Okay. I'm going to go here and I'm going to say this is the real deal. Maybe he doesn't stick to 17, but he'll stay at 15 points a game, I think. And really, more than anything, I think the Cavs really just need this guy just because of his energy. Um, And he, I mean, he's not the best defender, but he's out there hustling for this team. And, Outside of that, they don't have many options. I mean, you're not going to play Ronnie Hood out there. You're going to play uh, J.R. Smith. Uh, who else yeah. do they have? David Nwaba, man. They, they <laughs> played that man two minutes last game. I was so upset. They just have no perimeter defenders they, yeah. at all. David Nwaba is a perimeter defender. Why don't they play him? It's ah. He's not Osman, man. Come He's not on, Osman. Lou. Come on, Lou. Get, you can run a lineup with both of them in there. I don't care. How about this guy? This they're calling him the Nets' biggest cap secret, Caris Levert, mm. who's gone twenty six of forty in the last three games for seventy four points. I mean, this guy has had a couple of string of uh, twenty plus point performances. Bluffing yeah. or he's the real deal? Man, he he's good. He's very good. He's this is a guy during the fantasy draft where I was like, I have no opinion of him at all. <laughs> it's like. Whatever, but he's been playing really well, really taking advantage of Rondé Hollis Jefferson being out mm-hmm. uh, for the last for the first three games. Um, it's so early to to say. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Bluff. I think that once Rondé comes back, which he's supposed to come back next game, it's gonna take down Levert's production a lot, and yeah. I just think there's just not gonna be enough for both of them. I think so too. It's not just him. Uh, coming back, but D'Angelo Russell's just not gotten off to a good start this season. And I think it's really only a matter of time till he starts finding his rhythm as well, um, and that'll slowly, I think, chip away at Levert's uh, shot attempt. So he's a quality piece, obviously. Um, I just don't think he's going to be that uh, that twenty plus point guy, or or really anywhere within that range. I think I'm looking more like fifteen points a game type yeah. average. Which is still good. Like that's yeah. I think he's a good player. I just don't think he's gonna get the opportunity to really bust out like Seti Osman is. Yeah. How about Javel McGee, man? A guy who only Dude. averaged ten points a <laughs> ten ten minutes a game last year. Now he's out here averaging fourteen points and seven rebounds in the first two games, and he's he's a key component for this Laker team. Like it's it's gonna be bad if Javel McGee comes down with an injury or he gets in foul troubles in certain certain games because He's out there collecting rebounds and catching lobs and uh, making great defensive plays for this for this Laker team. Yeah, and speaking of the Lakers right now, tied at 128 with 2.4 seconds left in the fourth quarter right now. Oh, no. That's yeah, close. Yeah, dude, it's super close. But, yeah, JaVale McGee is just – I did not think that this man had this in him. He was forever the Shaq and a fool to me. 
Right. But yeah, I mean, today, tonight so far, he's got 16 and 8 on 28 minutes. I didn't think he could play that many minutes. I thought his, his stamina was just piss poor. But yeah, yeah we're, we're seeing a whole new JaVale McGee. He's playing with huge energy. Like, I love the passion that he seems to be playing with. And you remember in um, in the game that we saw against the Rockets, he was going off the dribble right. at the top of the key, and he just pulled up for a 20-foot jumper and sunk it. And we were just like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, that was the most mind-blowing thing ever. Exactly. And there was a couple of plays like that where he came off curls or where it looked like it was a design play for a McGee mid-range jumper <laughs> yeah, or McGee so, hook shot. Yeah, what is this? I was what not expecting that. <laughs> Uh, I mean, Luke Walton, if he's designing these plays for him, I mean, he's got guts or maybe he's just ran out of options. Yeah, maybe the- <laughs> he's just, yeah, he's just really experimenting. And this is just one experiment gone horribly right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then moving on from there, Rodney Magruder fi- averaging 15.7 rebounds, 35 minutes per game through the first three games. Uh, this is a guy when I mentioned his name in terms of the guards that the Heat had, you laughed, uh, John. You I, laughed that I, I even gave this guy a mention. Oh, and I, I was... said, I think Magruder's going to get some minutes here. And he is. <sighs> and he's shooting and he's doing well with these minutes. I'm dread. I dreaded this part of the podcast this whole time. I saw you his laughed. name and I was you like, laughed. I saw his name and I was like, oh no, he's playing so well. How is this happening? I was like, who is this guy, man? Rodney Magruder. To my, to, for my case, my only saving grace is that Dwayne Wade is not suffering because of him playing super well. Like Dwayne Wade's still getting a lot of minutes, like way more True. minutes than we expected he'd get. But mm-hmm. Rodney is the one getting the starter minutes, getting thirty as many minutes as Seti Osman, thirty five minutes a game. Oh I mean, my gosh. I don't know where did this guy come from? I have nothing I have nothing to say. I got <laughs> you win. You win, is, Alan. Congratulations. Is he a bluffer? Is he I'm the just real taking deal? loss after loss right now <laughs> on these predictions. I cannot believe this. I said it. I said Watch out for Magruder. I think uh, he's going to get quality minutes you, on this heat team. Even, how? How can you even predict that? Rodney I, Magruder? I just you saw have, the depth chart. Are you friends chart. with Eric Spolstra? Do you, <laughs> do you like, talk it up? Are you, are you talking depth chart with him? Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, at, I'm, I'm at a saying, loss, man. I'm at a loss. I, I don't think this man is bluffing unless a trade happens uh, or – some of the some of the string of other guards that the Heat have start finding their shot. I think Magruder is going to continue to be a consistent scoring option on this Miami Heat team. Or I guess they still got Dion Waiters potentially coming back at some point. Yeah, but who but knows it, when he's going to come back? Wayne Ellington isn't doing much for them either. Mm-hmm. Is he injured too? I forget. Not sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean their whole string either of way, guards. Either getting the whole minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I still think there's going to be a oh. trade happening. But if if that doesn't go down, I think Magruder, like I said, Magruder's the real deal, man. He's going to keep getting those minutes for this Heat team, and I think he's going to keep putting scoring outputs like this. A little bit kind of like Gary Harris last year for the Nuggets. Maybe not quite to that level, but same story there. Dude, if he keeps playing like this, maybe maybe they'll just trade Jimmy Butler for Rodney and Magruder straight up. <laughs> <laughs> That would be crazy. Well, how about the Memphis Grizzlies out to a 2-1 two, two start and a win against the Utah Jazz tonight? Are they going to punk us again, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it looked not like they were going to do that with that horrible loss that they had. Um, I don't even remember. Who who did they lose to? Uh, this one. the Pacers. Oh, against the Pacers. They yeah. were just not in it at all. Um, but they win against the Jazz. And I think this is just a story of the Western Conference. I think... Just the reality is, as elite as your team may seem, I think everybody's got a chance to lose any given night. Um, 
I still think it's a bluff. Obviously, I don't, I don't think this is. I don't think the Grizzlies are better than Utah, and I don't think they're going to be um, in that top six play. Nah, they're not going to be in the playoff race at all. Period. No, yeah, we can't fall for this two years in a row, right? Like last year, we were thinking, oh, maybe, but yeah, dude, this Grizzlies team is just not gonna like like we know Mike Conley. He can still play, but he's old. Marcus Saul can play, but he's old. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the guys just aren't there yet. I mean, Jaron Jackson Jr. could be something special in a few years. Chandler Parsons is Chandler Parsons. Yeah. And they, they had Garrett Temple go off for a crazy game one time, or in the last game. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. They, I mean, they can play some good defense for sure. But, yeah, at the end of the day, they don't have enough talent to maintain this over an 82-game season. Right, and Kyle Anderson has been a little bit of a dud for them. They're expecting some oh, more production off of yeah, from I didn't, him. I never really thought that he'd be any spark plug for them. He was a pretty meh player, for, in my opinion, even when he was on the Spurs. Yeah. How about the Mavericks going two for one with a win over the Timberwolves? Are they looking like a real uh, candidate for the playoff race in the Western Conference? Yeah, Charles Barkley. or uh, Yeah, for the Mavs, right, you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. yeah, the um, yeah Charles Barkley's ridiculous prediction of them making the playoffs, uh, looking okay now, but it is a definite bluff. Yeah, definite bluff. I agree. This, I am not going with Charles like, Barkley. I don't know what that man's thinking. Like that Wolves game was impressive, but it's the same situation as the Grizzlies. This team is just not ready for that kind of limelight yet. Not ready for these playoffs. Not ready to take down what you'd have to do in the Western Conference. About forty-seven games is what I'd guess. Mm-hmm. win 47 games this year i can't see the Mavs doing that no and it seems like they would have a good team harrison barnes yonder jordan Dennis smith jr and luka Doncic, but it's good it's good yeah. but not it's not playoff it's yeah. just good no yeah. but how about the toronto raptors four and O star is this the real deal man of i said course. it I, if Kawhi leonard comes back and plays like a top five player i think they legitimately are the best team in the eastern conference and yeah. I, I think this is the real deal, man. They it is. They look so good. Kyle Lowry just playing Ooh. great again. We were. I was hating on Lowry, man. I'm taking so many losses. <laughs> I was hating on Kyle Lowry being the 11th pick in the draft as as far as ESPN's rankings mm-hmm. for fantasy. And you know what? He's playing like he's a top 15 player in this league right now. Yeah. I got to give him credit. And they they took that win when Kawhi rested in the back to back series. Kyle Lowry just came alive and he's just been unstoppable in these first four games for the Raptors and the rest of the bench mob still looking strong even if they even though they lost Pirtle. Uh, OG Anobi looks great. Siakam mm-hmm. looks good. Ibaka seems to be playing really well even too. Yeah. So, yeah, all around, man. This this team looks really strong. Like they're they're going to make a push for it this year. Yeah, they're Yeah, they're looking good. I mean, at this point just take care of Kawhi Leonard and mm-hmm. um they're good. They're hunting for that number one seed right now. Yeah, uh, I think it's really smart that they rested him in that back to back. That's great. I I love to see Kawhi Leonard playing well again. Uh, the Denver Nuggets four and zero start as well, including a super close win against the Warriors. I mean, that was insane. Yeah, <laughs> some missed free throws, and still they made up for it, uh, taking that win. Draymond Green missing a clutch free throw as well mm-hmm. um, at the end there. But the Denver yeah. Nuggets are—is this the real deal? I mean, are the are the, are is this Denver Nuggets just bluffing, just off to a hot start because of what happened to them last year? Yeah, so I think I think the Nuggets are the real deal. They will be tested in the next coming months, though, because they just lost Will Barton to an adductor strain oh, for six no. to six to eight weeks. Will Barton will be out, so 
That'll test their depth a little bit, but we're seeing the ascension of Nikola Jokic right before our eyes, and yeah, he's he's gonna be a huge part of just getting them through that injury to one of their key guys. But this four and zero start is nothing to joke about. Like this is the real deal. That win against the Warriors, it did come after the Warriors had a very spirited, emotional game against the Jazz, where they they just won it right at the buzzer. Right, and then they came back and had to play the Nuggets and then they almost won that one too. So, I mean, the Warriors looked really good in that whole series too, but the Nuggets were able to take the win regardless. And that's all that really matters at the end of the day. And I I can see this team being a potential to get the second seed in the West. The Denver Nuggets. Yeah, definitely. I think right now you can't, you don't really know. Like the Rockets look like they're a much worse defensive team than they were last year. The Thunder, who I thought were going to be, the number two seed going in didn't realize how much Roberson really meant to this team. Now looking like they, who knows what seed they they could be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Right now, I think yeah, the Nuggets and the Pelicans have as good a shot as anybody to get that number two seed. Wow, that is a bold bold claim. I'll agree mm-hmm. with you. The Rockets and OKC do not look as so. I we both thought, and like most people, I think are thinking that there was a separation between yeah. Warriors, Rockets, and OKC in the rest yeah, of they're, they're that race. But it doesn't look that way right now. It looks like everybody's in that same pool. Um, I mean, the Warriors. I think right now it looks like they might be. The record says, but I think there's still some separation there. But yeah, I I just. I think, yeah, OKC and Rockets could be jumped. I don't see the Nuggets being that team. However, uh, every every win matters at this point, and an injury to Will Barton is definitely a big hit to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if Joker can step up and make up those wins, maybe they'll find themselves not that far away from being able to capture that second seed uh, once March comes around and we're and everybody's just counting up the barely counting up the wins and pinching pennies really right. to get get their seeding. I still think the Utah Jazz, would, if a team sneaks in there, I think it's the Utah Jazz. You mean uh, the Utah Jazz that just lost to the Grizzlies? Yes, even that team that Aww. lost. I still have belief <laughs> in them. I still have belief in them. But that's a bold claim, Sean. Denver Nuggets. No, I, yeah, no, I could see it, man. I, I, you, you can see it, too. You know, I, it's, I'm it's a bold to see claim, it a little but bit. It's, not, it's not that far out there. Like, this West is wide open, man. I mean, we, we knew all these teams were going to be good, but... I mean, we're seeing some improvements from some players that you really have to just change the dial on all that stuff. I mean, the Mm -hmm. Rockets don't look as good. Like, I mean, Anthony Davis looks insane. Jokic looks insane. You have to, like, every, it's, right now, it's, they're all even in my mind. Like, I can't differentiate between them. Right. And Julius Randle looks good as well. He's on more Drew Holiday. Mm -hmm. is firing on all cylinders. And Denver Nuggets has Gary Harris, uh, Jokic. Paul Millsap is there for now. Paul Millsap's there, yeah. They're getting some good minutes from Lyles. Mm-hmm. And they still have Isaiah Thomas potentially coming back at some point this year. So, yeah, yeah I'll give you Michael- that. They look good. <laughs> and yeah, and then on the horizon, you got Michael Porter Jr. potentially next year. All right, all right. I like that claim. I like it. I'm not yeah. sure I agree with it, but uh, I'll agree with the other half of your point that OKC and Rockets are definitely not looking as good as we thought. Um, yeah. But how about we highlight some of the best performance of the week? DeAndre Aiden, the rookie, coming out to play 18-10-6 in his debut against the Mavs. Showdown against Donkic. What's your reaction to this? Dude showed why he was number one. Right. Like, this guy can do it all. You get six assists as a center, that's money right there. I mean, we can't compare it to Jokic, who's getting 7.3 a game right now. But, yeah, to get a six-assist game as a center, as a rookie in your season debut... Not yet, yeah, nineteen-year-old little kid. 
<laughs> little, little seven foot kid. Yeah. Like, man, he's a baller, dude. Like, yeah. he's going to be scary. Like, mm-hmm. he, this is a guy, like, when you come out and you're a rookie and you have your first game like this, that tells me something. Like, you're pretty special. Right. Like, like he, there's no, like, waiting period where you're like, I wonder if he's going to be worth a number one pick. It's like, you already see, like, right off the bat that this is what this guy's made of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the big contrast from what we saw I mean, basically last year, I mean, it seemed like nobody was really stepping up to be outside of Donovan. Well, actually, even Donovan Mitchell took a while to really warm up into the league. Uh, yeah, there was, like we he didn't was really shooting terribly any. at the start of the season. Yeah, Alonzo Ball, no big debut from him. Obviously, Markel Fultz wasn't even there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so different year, and DeAndre Aiden's definitely looking like a different guy. Um, mm-hmm. How about Garrett Temple? 10 Garrett for 11, Temple. 30 points, <laughs> 5 for 6. Um, in a response to after having a terrible game in his in that first game with Memphis, um, he responds with this huge performance. Yeah, just a huge outlier, man. Thirty points, a plus thirty-seven plus minus rating for the game. <laughs> just absurd. Like it, it's so fun to see these like random dudes get like these crazy good performances. Like some of the best ones of the week. Like yeah, you, you get like guys like we're gonna have like Jokic and Jimmy Butler in here. I, I love when Garrett Temple just rolls in and is like, hey, I can put up an all-star caliber game too. Yeah, just this guy. I, I don't even know where Garrett Temple would be in like the top 100. Would no. he crack, would he crack the like top, top 100? top 200, man. Top 200 in the NBA? Dude, he, yeah, he's not, he's not a top 100 player. <laughs> All right, well, how about Jimmy Butler? 10 for 12 um, in that game against the Cavaliers. 33 points, mm-hmm. 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 4 steals and 2 blocks. Not a single free throw missed. Whew. Putting the Timberwolves on his that's, back. That's a manly game right there. Yeah. How about Vucevic? This guy is oh, such an odd man. guy. He gets lost. <laughs> uh, he had a strong showing to start the season last year as well, and he went down with with injuries. But he's been he's been carrying that Orlando Magic team alongside Aaron Gordon. He goes for 27 points, 13 rebounds, and 12 assists in a loss against the 76ers. Yeah. Only a one-point loss in his defense, but – and none of it was because of him. I mean, he had an amazing game. Mm-hmm. Triple double from a center. Just crazy. Like he yeah, like you said, like he'd have games like this last year where we're like, oh wow, like I totally forgot about Nikola Vucevic. Yeah. And yeah, he's he's hasn't lost a step and he's definitely not losing his starting spot to Mo Bamba anytime <laughs> soon. No, yeah, he probably thought he was gonna come in there and take a starting spot, but Aaron Gordon and Vucevic are really standing up for themselves and saying, "Hey, little man, this you still gotta play your way into that starting role." <laughs> it's a, this is a big man's league, man. <laughs> this is a this is a man's stat line here, dude. Crazy triple double. Yeah, and then Joe Kick backing his his uh continuing that trend of seven footers uh, stuffing the stat lines. He's going mm. eleven for eleven, not a <laughs> single shot miss, not a thirty five points. Shot. 12 rebounds, 11 assists, and 4 steals against the oh, Suns. Man. Welcome to the league, DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, exactly. This is how a center plays basketball. <laughs> Damn, man. That was so ridiculous. That was, with our scoring system in fantasy, 62 fantasy points. Talk about going nuclear right there. Nuclear, man. <laughs> 11 for 11 shooting. This, this Man, there's just not enough nice things we can say about this, man. I mean, can you can he top this stat line at another point this year? You think he'll do it? Uh, I think he'll do this stat line a few more times this year. I, that's just how good he, he is this year. You think he'll go eleven for eleven? The eleven for eleven is what's the, really yeah, that's impressive. true. The eleven. I don't think he'll go eleven for eleven again, but I I can see another thirty ten and ten game coming from him. I agree. Same here. Um, 
How about the shout out to the whole Pelicans team? <laughs> this team has just Literally. been outscoring every opponent. Doesn't matter if you're the Kings or you're the Rockets. Doesn't Th- matter, dude. Each one more points per game. Each yeah. one more is coming for you. Drew Holiday's <laughs> coming for you. Julius Randle's coming for you. There's no mercy. Yeah, everybody on this team can score, or they. I don't really understand it. Like these, the, I mean, everybody across the NBA is just scoring so much more than ever before. But the Pelicans. Um, just, I mean, the Kings scored 111 points and they still got blown out by <laughs> yeah, this got team. Like 30 something points. That's oh unheard my gosh. of. It's so insane. And yeah, that going to that 140 points per game thing. It is crazy that so many teams are scoring so high. Do you think defense is just irrelevant now? It's like, do teams just not care about defense at all? Or like, what, what is happening at the start of this season? Why are there so many points? I haven't really done deep research, but to me, just from looking at the games, it just looks like teams are just getting more calls and they're just shooting more threes as well. And I think also by shooting more threes, they're also getting more uh, three point shot foul calls. Man, it's just but, I don't know how I feel about it. You know, like it does. I, I it like is watching good defense, too. I like when a team holds a team to under 100 points. But now I was talking about so the Lakers have that thing with Jack in the box where if they win and hold their opponent under 100 points at home they get all the fans get free tacos yeah and it's like that's never happening the lakers are <laughs> never holding an opponent under 100 points though maybe a bad knife with the atlanta with, against the atlanta hawks no dude trey young would light up the lakers <laughs> man that's true this that team yeah the lakers have something to figure out with their defense but yeah it might be a while before jack in the box has to fire up their grill and get people <laughs> yeah, they free, get free tacos. advertising <laughs> yeah how about we highlight some of the worst performers uh, of the week? I love it. Yeah. Well, this is one of my favorite segments every year, every <laughs> week. I love it. So Carl Anthony off with Towns. Best, yeah, this oh, – Carl Anthony Towns, man. This was your time. <laughs> you got a max contract for five years. Jimmy Butler was on his way out. It looked like the team was all yours. And all of a sudden, it's all about Jimmy Butler again. And what do you do? You pout your way through these first three games looking like – garbage <laughs> let's include this home op- this debut not at home but on the road against the spurs two for six shooting you shot six times for eight points nine rebounds three assists three turnovers and you fouled out in 22 minutes not looking like a max contract guy to me that is so depressing and for some bench players, that's not a bad stat line. But for for Carl Anthony Towns, mm-hmm. that that is abysmal. He's out there getting outplayed. He got outplayed in that game by Rudy Gay, Lamarcus Aldridge, by Dante everybody. Cunningham. Dante Cunningham was Dante in that? Cunningham. Yeah, I'm sure he had a better game. <laughs> yeah, bad. Oh. I did not expect that from him. I was expecting him to come out big in his his debut game. Uh, yeah, he he has yet to show any sign of being as good as Jokic. Yeah. Yeah, and this is a guy who close. we thought was already better than Jokic, but it's it's clear to me who the better player is right now, the best center in the league. Jokic, man, I'm telling mm-hmm. you, I'm telling you, this guy's yeah. the man, hundred percent. So we always expect a rookie to be in this at least every week, <laughs> um, and no fault. Here's Colin Sexton, two for eleven to go for with four, two, and two, and two turnovers and 28 minutes in his loss against the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, yeah that's a whole lot of nothing for the young bull. Yeah. Oh man, I I have such high hopes for this kid. I I I just feel like he can still turn it around and have a good rookie year. He yeah. plays with so much energy. Like he he has a great basketball mind. 
this this is gonna happen for him. Yeah, everybody has bad days. I mean, we've had Don- we had Donovan Mitchell on here. We had Lonzo Ball more oh, than yeah. a fair share of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, none of none of them were as good as uh, Stanley Johnson, but <laughs> Stanley Johnson's <laughs> still the MVP oh, of he's this the category. Best. <laughs> uh, Jamal Murray going 0 for nine for three points, two rebounds, two assists, a negative 16 net rating, and five fouls, and hit and that win against the Warriors. Somehow, despite Jamal Murray being that awful, the war- the Warriors are still able to lose to the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Man, I- this is a kid. Man, he has got so much talent. Like he, we're really high on him at the beginning of the season. We're like Jamal Murray, man, like he can make that next step. He's only 21 years old. He's showing signs of improvement every year, mm-hmm. and he's putting up some stinkers so far. Like yeah. he's been very underwhelming, not even just in this game, but in the other games that they've played so far. And he is not a big reason why they've been winning. Yeah, he just looks a little bit reckless out there. Maybe, um, maybe just trying too hard a little bit, not letting the game flow to him. Um. Uh, that's 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 the observation I've yeah. made. I haven't, uh, yeah. I think I think he just needs to warm up a little bit more to his role with the team and just let the season come to him. I think he'll yeah, this, improve. Yeah, and this is a guy who's gonna have to step up now that Will Barton's injured. Like they're right. gonna need some guys to make plays. Mm-hmm. He's gonna get every opportunity to. Yeah, uh, Terrence Ferguson here through the through three games, twenty one minutes per game, two for fifteen shooting, uh, two points, two assists, and. What, oh, two rebounds, point. Two rebounds, a point three assists average through the first three games of the year, starting for the Thunder. Oh, Billy Billy Donovan just—he is not a good coach, is he? I mean, he's okay. I think there's is a lot he? more. I don't know, dude. After that loss to the Kings, I have my doubts. Yeah, he was playing some weird lineups, and Terrence Ferguson obviously does not deserve any minutes near <laughs> starter minutes. Like this, this guy is just not very good. He's a G League player. That's yeah. why he's playing right now. For you have twenty one minutes per game, you're averaging two points. <laughs> like, what? What are you doing? What are you doing out there? Two for fifteen shooting. I mean, embarrassing. I, yeah, I think OKC's got a lot more ish, issues to figure out as well. I mean, Paul George hasn't been finding hasn't been finding his shot either. Uh, it seems like Stephen Adams really is the only bright spot so far this year. Uh, but he's just doing what he always does. Uh, Russell Westbrook, I guess we'll see. Uh, yeah, OKC's got some stuff to figure out. Maybe they just need Andre Robertson back. Maybe he was like, that's maybe that's he it, was man. the coach of this team. Need. Yep. So I'm just gonna give you a quick update on this Spurs Lakers game. Overtime just ended. Oh, they went into overtime. I didn't even yep. know that. Yep. Spurs 143, Lakers 142. Ooh. Close yeah. one. Another though it's better, it's progress. It's progress. The because the Lakers have been in it and then three minutes, two minutes hit hits that mark and then the game just opens up and they lose by yeah. six to ten points. But Lakers were up by six points with a minute left in the game. Okay, that's a different choked story now. Yeah, choked they choked it. Away. it. Yeah. Yeah. Every every any words of positivity I just said, I completely take those back now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, we got the Lakers at zero and three now. So, gotta hope that they get that win against the Suns to get their first win. Yeah, well, we'll see. Hey, we got we got a, 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 this has to be a historic game for Kuzma though. He's just scored thirty seven points. Thirty seven points from Kyle Kuzma. Oh. Yeah, fifteen of twenty five shooting. Let's add him to the best performances oh, of the yeah. week. Are you kidding me? That's got to be a career high. Yeah, played forty five minutes of the game. Thirty seven points, eight rebounds, three assists. He was looking really good. He was the whole reason they were in this game, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, Kyle Kuzma's going to be getting those minutes because really, let's be real, outside of JaVale McGee, that's, those those power forward center minutes are going to go to Kyle Kuzma, especially when they go with that small ball lineup. So the opportunities are going to be there because they just have to be there. Um, yep. And Kyle Kuzma's got to translate. And if he doesn't, yeah, then uh, Lakers are going to lose a lot of games. And if he does, they're going to be in, <laughs> they're going to be in these games like like this one, including. Right. Yeah. And he, he's showing it's like, hey, Brandon Ingram's not here. I stepped up. Right. Exactly. You know, give me the starter minutes. I need those starter minutes. I can help this team. Right. That's that's a good sign to see. It, it sucks that they choked that lead away, but um, yeah. progression, that's important. Um, yep. But anyways, to close this podcast out, we got one more final question is, are we ready to say who if somebody's regretting their draft day trade, um, specifically <laughs> the Dallas Mavericks or the Atlanta Hawks? You got Trey Young out here averaging 23 points, eight assists, 45% shooting, 39% from three, including a 35 and 11 game against the Cavs. Ooh, and his that Hawks, was a good one. His Hawks standing at one and two. Doncic on the other side, averaging 18 points, seven rebounds, 40% shooting, including a 26-point game, six rebounds, and three assists against the Timberwolves to have his Mavericks at one and one. Is there a separation here you're seeing? Not yet. Mm -hmm. No. You're seeing that Trey Young is playing way better than I think anyone expected him to so early. Right. Like, we all knew the signs were there. He's a great shooter. He's got... great court vision, amazing passing ability. And it's coming alive before we thought it would in the first week. I mean, averaging eight assists, that's incredible for, yeah, this team that doesn't have a lot of playmakers and has John Collins injured right now out for a little while longer. Trey young has really been the primary guy there and just immediately. And he's, he's like getting 35 points as a rookie. Like that's the real deal. Mm -hmm. And I mean, but you on the other hand, you can't say that Doncic is any worse yet. I mean, yeah. averaging 18 points a game, still great for a mm-hmm. rookie. In a 26-point game, that's amazing too. Yeah. So and if you're comparing apples to apples and you're like, yeah, so far Young is looking like he wasn't worth trading or like trading your pick away for, like you could have just taken Trey Young. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, this, this is exciting. I, yeah. I don't think that they'll regret it quite yet because Doncic is is the real deal too so i think so too i think it's just more like a quick progress report but this is exciting man Doncic, uh deandre aiden and trey young these three kids are having great games so far i mean marvin bagley had that one he's doing well too yeah he had that one really good game i think he's just a little hurting due to how many uh, front court players of Sacramento Kings for whatever reason <laughs> seem to have stacked There's on their so roster. So many of them. <laughs> yeah, but just I, enough to beat the Thunder, though. <laughs> yeah, but Trey Young, man, he's making tarring prints out there, looking like a very legitimate oh. basketball player right yep. now. Dude, can't believe I traded him away. I yeah. should never have traded him away. Yeah, he looks good right now. But yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Um, it looks like there's separation, but really. Uh, looking closer, Trey Young is just taking so much advantage of all the opportunities he's getting on that on that really bad Hawks team. Um, and it'll be exciting to see the, these two guys, uh, their progression as the year goes on. Yeah, this has been a great first week of NBA. I'm so excited. Like, this has lived up to all the hype, all uh, all the anticipation. We've been waiting all offseason, and it's finally here. Yeah, I agree. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, we'll catch, catch us next week where we'll break down that second week of the NBA and continue giving you uh, the latest rumors and latest news, news around the league, as well as best performers and worst performers. Yes, sir. Have a good week.